basics all right what's going on guys it's your boy roos and welcome back again to another episode in the podcast you guys have been hitting me up saying roos where's the episodes where's the episodes at? i'm here baby i got you if you're new to the podcast okay you're freshly new make sure to follow the podcast or the episode on the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to anime and gaming is what we're all about and today in this episode we are going to be talking about the seven deadly sins wrath of the gods episode 20 okay now this episode starts off with basically Galfa and Merlin having a conversation about um, the war, okay? 3,000 years ago and the original experience that um, Galfa had had with um, Merlin on a one-to-one basis. This was basically on how she is such a fast learner and how such a genius and such um, magical abilities of her is like so profoundly amazing that he would love to see how she develops in the future now being that galfa himself is dead due to the war which we still don't know as all this what really happened and only galfa really knows what happens i believe in this conversation that merlin has with galfa he explains to her what had happened and what had really gone on on that day today on that day on on 3000 years ago it's still a mystery to merlin i mean sorry it's still a mystery to basically the fairy clan to Meliodas, the ten commandments um who else um elizabeth the the seven deadly sins who weren't even there at the time but um who, who this, there was a fairy you know king's rival and the giant the original giant basically that's that's when i see the old school seven deadly sins that's who i'm talking about it that before the original seven deadly sins there were old school seven deadly sins and that consisted of the dog who is the the king the dogs geez why can't i get my words up please that consisted of king's dog who was a human back then um uh, a couple of giants which were not really named but mainly um king's rival fairy i can't remember his name so forgive me and the original giant as well i can't remember his name forgive me not that they're not of importance but within the story so far they haven't even been mentioned at all so their minds have slipped and with me i tend to watch something and forget it but not forget it i tend to take it in but if it's not like uh serious occurrence that's been going on i'm not going to remember it you know what i mean so forgive me i can't remember the names too tough but those were the those were the people also involved um so galfa explains what happened on the day we don't get the information they just skip to the next scene and on the next scene is basically um Eskino and the pig okay or the king of scraps or queen of scraps whoever you want to call it hawk okay which is the original name are uh, on a walk okay um i feel like they've got some surprise with them they're literally just walking and Eskino's in his feelings you know how Eskino really feels about merlin he's in love with merlin and to be honest he is like the only person out of the seven deadly sins who has some form of love for somebody else but they are not reciprocating that love for him back okay king has diane meliodas has elizabeth who else ban has elaine what the hell do you know what i mean Eskinor has no one okay merlin doesn't reciprocate the love that he has for her and there probably is a reason for it i do not know what it is but maybe there is maybe there isn't who knows so we get another meet up with um the archangels okay 
three of them, not four, because if you remember, Mael is dead. So that includes Samuel, Tamiel, and Ludicil, okay? They're all drinking human liquor. They're all being wasted. And the reason why this is affecting them is because, remember, they have used human body hosts to allow themselves to be in control of. So it's not that the liquor is affecting them per se, but it's affecting their host, which is affecting them. But all they have to do is just like, you know, put like a little spell and they're good. So what happens here is that whilst Eskinor is going on a walk, okay, Princess Margaret or Ludicil, as she is right now, senses Mayil's power. I think I actually gave that away. I'm so sorry. But I'm going to explain. Mael is the archangel who had died by one of the Ten Commandments named Esther Rosa, okay? And in the conversation that they're both having, all right, that um, Princess Margaret or Ludicil is having really with Eskinor is basically how the power once belonged to one of the fourth archangels named Mael, but he had died. And so the fourth, the power had basically been, you know, lost. And they call this power grace because this is a this is an ability that was given by God himself, okay, to the four archangels. That includes wind, that includes ocean, and that includes flash, okay, and the sun, okay. Now, the sun, which is also the grace, had chosen Eskinor as a child to be the host for this power, being the fact that he is the child at this moment in time, that the grace believes to be the perfect host and the strongest host for this ability for a human being okay and this is perfect this is needed this is an ability that's actually needed for the war to commence for the war to actually prevail on you know the seven deadly sin side slash the angel side because now that they formed a pact they are now working together now Lucille goes ahead to try and attack Eskinor due to him not understanding why he gained the abilities of the grace and why you know such abilities that was given to his brother has now been passed to him and to him he probably sees it as a betrayal because, you know, it's just like any one of us, man. If you see something that belongs to a family member that's close to your heart and you see someone else, you know, in charge of it and maybe they were given the blessing to hold on to it or to have it, but you wasn't informed, you will feel betrayed. You'll feel some type of like envy, you know, jealousy or some form of like anger towards that person. So it's only fair that Ludicil feels these type of emotions towards Eskinor. Now, you know, Eskinor goes on and talks about how he's a, he's the chosen one and how the son basically chose him to be the strongest, which is fair enough. And it goes to show that um, the grace isn't something that can be lost. It's something that chooses its host on its form of character and its belief in someone's abilities or future abilities per se. Because when Eskinor was chosen, he had still been a baby or still been a child. Do you know what I mean? So that's brilliant. We also get into this episode on Arthur, okay? Now, Arthur is meant to be the future king, I believe. Always, no, he, sorry, the king of Camelot, okay? And he, he charges into the demon realm or the demon kings or where Meliodas and um, Zeldris is, temple is, and goes ahead to gain the sword, which apparently has been passed on for generations and generations from one um, chosen fighter to another and this has been going on for millennia and it goes to show that each person who uses the sword um, their soul basically gets embarked or I said embarked like it's going somewhere but, but yeah, yeah it basically they, their soul basically does go on a journey but their soul basically gets encased within the sword and the abilities of that one person gets transferred into the other person now there's been so many people who has had the sword for a continuous amount of years 
up to the point of Arthur, where the sword has also chosen Arthur to be its wielder, that Arthur himself isn't strong enough to use the sword. And so when he goes up against Meliodas and Zeldris and, you know, Zeldris's, um, um butler of Zeldris's helper, you know, or demon slash, you know, supporter, um, he struggles. He really struggles to take down any one of them, you know. Um, the demons slash Meliodas were testing him, trying to see how much power he can gauge up from the sword. And to be honest, compared to them, it was it was quite trash. It was zilch, okay. Um, this episode was basically intense due to the memories of um, Arthur and how he looked at Meliodas to be his hero and how he felt about Meliodas being like someone that he can look up to to be a leader for the future and now that he's comparing the image that he had of Meliodas as a past memory to the one now he cannot comprehend the evilness that Meliodas is trying to go down the route of to become the demon king which is why he feels like he has to stop Meliodas right now at his tracks, okay? Which is a shame, but it just goes to show, man, things happen over time, and, you know, um, just because you feel like someone should be a certain way, that doesn't mean you really understand what that person is really going through. Meliodas has lived longer than most of these characters have even thought about anything, do you know what I mean? Before they even could comprehend life, Meliodas has been alive and he's seen the love of his life die, 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 die over and over again. And that honestly will do something to a person. No joke, okay? So in this episode, Eskinor, um reveals basically, well, not Eskinor, but Ludisil reveals basically how Eskinor gained his powers. And we get a much more in-depth information who Maya was and where the sun, the grace came from and why it chose Eskinor. Episode 20 is the beginning of, of I would say, a fight between Arthur and the Ten Commandments because it really did go down for a sec towards the ending of the episode. And you know what? It was just very interesting and intriguing to understand where the sun came from, you know? Like, Eskinor is someone or a character that is just like, you know so powerful like we have to understand the miraculous of the ability that he has gained because this is not something that's normal every time you see Eskino, he's such a proud man like and he's so strong like the way he even talks you, you want to know why he talks like that like why can he back it up so much why is that no one can't prove the fact that he's chatting rubbish do you know what i mean like and it just goes to show that the ability of mael is why he does now there was also another thing the last thing and the one thing I want to touch on is that the power or the grace of God given to him by, um, well, chosen by the, the son or the grace itself is that being the fact that it is a host of a human being and it was originally belonging to an angel is damaging to Eskinor. Okay, so at this moment in time, um, Eskinor's basically dying okay i don't know how long he's got left but they did say that the more he uses the powers the more his body is taking damage now i wouldn't say just his body's taking damage but i would say his soul you know and this is a powerful ability given by god which was made for an angel you know the body of an angel is so much different towards an, a human being it possibly can't even be compared so for that to even happen in the first place that's a miracle in itself the fact that Eskimo can be the host do you know what i'm saying Episode 20 was lit. Go watch it if you haven't, okay? It's been your boy, Roos. And if you're new to the podcast, once again, join the 36 squad, man. Okay? Anime and games, what we all about. It's been your boy, Roos. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Whether you listen to this on a day, evening, or afternoon. <laughs> I'm out. Peace. <laughs>